When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Movement up front, flag comes in, free play. Banks trying to take advantage. One on one coverage on the side. Intercepted by Okuda. Great close by Okuda. Here's Winfield fielding the punts. Spins off of a couple tacklers. He's still on his feet. Winfield still going. Down the sideline, getting a couple blocks across the 10-yard line. Antoine Winfield, what a take! Ah, yes, the secondary will be very interesting for the NFL draft, and we are starting to get ourselves together for our draft coverage and exactly how we're going to work things out. By the way, if you're a WNBA and Lynx fan, I'm going to be hosting our uh, WNBA draft coverage. It'll be fascinating to see how ESPN handles that draft because the NFL will most certainly follow the blueprint that gets laid out. Anyway, now joining us on the show, Purple Daily, Matthew Collar, Jonathan Harrison producing uh, of ESPN, but also NFL fame and many other things as well. Ryan Clark, what's up, Ryan? Oh man, nothing much. Just uh, staying inside, pretty much. So, <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you, and the rest of us. To, yeah, trying to keep up with this thing as much as we possibly can, and you know, just live life as uh, as best as possible right now. Pray uh, for everyone to stay safe. Ryan, we were debating whether we should play the office theme for you to start, to intro you, because uh, your, <laughs> your tweets on, on the office have been fascinating since most of us watched it five to seven years ago or more. <laughs> you know, I felt like no one told me about it, though. Like, I, I legitimately don't remember having a conversation during the period in which the office was actually on network TV yeah. uh-huh. where anyone said I should watch it. Nobody said RC. This is something you have to see, which is weird to me because I'm a TV person. I love TV series, movies, all of these things. And so what it basically tells me is I had bad friends, I had bad <laughs> teammates. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to have to get a new group of those at some point. Uh, you know what, though, Ryan? You're, you're not different from me because when it was on TV, I saw maybe one episode and just, you know, never thought twice about it. And it was entirely a Netflix creation. And I think this is what it is that, you know, somebody watches it on Netflix, they tweet about it, we all start to pick it up, and then it becomes a thing. And people start making t shirts and writing think pieces about it. So, so where are you now in terms of watching The Office? Have you made your way? into like late Michael Scott or are you in sort of peak office area now as you as you binge? You know what? 
I'm certainly in peak office area, and I can honestly say I don't necessarily consider what I'm doing binging. Uh, while I'm in the house, there's always something to do and different things, and I love the one-liners. I love kind of some of these, some of the stories that Michael Scott tells, and so I only watch like three of them a day. Like if I watch three of them, I've watched a ton of them because I'm doing other stuff because I want to be able to pay attention. I want to be able to hold on to what I've seen. And Mm -hmm. so I'm in peak Michael Scott time. I'm in peak office time. What everybody tells me is I'm about to start the third season, that the third season is the best season, so I'm excited about that. And the way this thing is looking, we're not about to be out the house anytime soon. (laughs) So I may get through the entire series. Well, I I will tell you that uh, in hindsight, I think season two is probably my favorite, but two, three, four are like the peak Michael Scott times. And uh, I'm I'm glad that at least you've gotten to the point where you've seen the basketball episode, a couple of the holiday episodes. So you're you're in good shape. But I think we're going to have to put up a Twitter poll on whether three episodes a day is binging, because I think that's pretty close. Even if you spread them out, Ryan, three episodes in a day is still, I mean, I think that's borderline binging. I think maybe so. What usually happens is, though, after I watch about three of them, I start playing on my iPad or doing <laughs> something else, typing up programs. And so I have to stop myself because I just don't want to miss anything. I'm, right. I'm that intrigued by what's going on. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Well, let me ask you about some football since uh, you played a very long time in the NFL between the Giants, Washington, Pittsburgh. Uh, Of course, people probably know you the best from the Steelers and from the Dark Knight, which, by the way, our producer, Jonathan, is a huge, huge fan of all those types of movies. So he was very impressed that uh, you were in the Dark Knight. That's correct, right? Your wiki isn't wrong that you were one of the players Right in the dark. I was. Okay. I I, I was. You know, it's crazy, man. You shoot. We shot for like four or five hours. It was a day in training camp. It was our off day. We had to get there extremely early in the morning. And, you know, you don't even get to be on TV for a very long time. <laughs> like, like you're not right. even, you actually aren't really in the movie. You're basically an extra that doesn't get paid. That's what happened. <laughs> and so, um, you know, so it, it was one of those things though, that you, it was kind of the perk of playing for the Steelers at the time. And so it was a really cool deal. Um, Hines actually got to be in the movie and had a role in the movie. So that was dope as well, man. Uh, But, you know, all football players want to be actors or basketball players or rappers anyway. So it was a good exciting time for us. Talking with former NFL player Ryan Clark, also on uh, ESPN's Get Up, which has uh, become hugely popular. And I said, Ryan, that the, the model that they followed was Hire very smart NFL players, and you'll make some pretty darn good TV. And they've done that. And I wanted to uh, ask you about, um, you know, you, you don't get drafted. So you've got the, the draft coming up now, but you were a guy who was undrafted and fought your way to having a very long NFL career. For guys that are coming out in the draft, I mean, what kind of advice can someone who was undrafted give to those players about how to make it? You know, it was just about work, and and I can be honest. It's also, too, about understanding what you can't control. Uh, Heading into my first training camp, I knew I couldn't control how the coaches saw me, um, how many reps they would give me, but I could control what I did with my time, Mm -hmm. and that was it. And uh, one of the stories I remember more vividly than any was getting on the plane to go to New York, my first training camp, my mother giving me a hug and telling me, go get a job. (laughs) <laughs> and I remember I remember walking and thinking to myself, well, there's no way I'm coming back home. 
you know, I'm going to make this team. I'm going to stick. I'm going to have an opportunity. And that was just the way I see it. And you just can't cut yourself. And that was that's what it was for me. And yeah. then we get an opportunity to go to Washington and playing for a team that didn't care how you got there. Mm-hmm. That was the blessing. You know, I'm on the field, and our starting secondary was Walt Harris, Sean Taylor, and Sean Springs. It was three first-round draft picks and an undrafted free agent, and I was that undrafted free agent. Hmm. And that never, I never took that for granted, the opportunity I was given, the opportunity I had to make a career and a life for my family because people – didn't care which way you got there. It was about what you did in the present. Yeah, and as a reporter, it's always interesting to me to ask any undrafted player because there are just so few. I mean, you, you go into a locker room and there's three, four guys, and, and they had to fight their way all the way up. And somebody for the Minnesota Vikings who is poised to get paid some money, Anthony Harris, very much like yourself, like uh, had to start with practice squad special teams and then work his way up and now the vikings franchise tag him and they're in kind of a precarious situation ryan with their salary cap i I wonder what you think of and maybe you have safety bias here but paying two safeties a a lot of money and harrison smith and anthony harris at the same time not something teams generally want to do but harris has been very good there's also some really good potential draft picks here and antoine winfield xavier mckinney and, and so forth so if you were the vikings how would you handle this situation you know, it's a hard situation. You look at a guy with six interceptions, and, you know, Anthony Harris is one of those guys. If you go back to his college film, he's a very good player. Mm-hmm. So this wasn't a guy who just came out of nowhere who had had never been productive. And so um, these are some things that if you scout the game and you watch the film that maybe you could have predicted. Um, when you look at what we had in Pittsburgh, Troy is obviously one of the greatest players to ever play the position, which is why he's, you know, become a first ballot Hall of Famer. And at the time, I'd end up going to a Pro Bowl, and I played and started for a lot of years. And I was in Miami, and Miami ended up offering me more money than Pittsburgh. And they were going to let me be the guy there, but I ended up going back to Pittsburgh for less because I knew they couldn't pay us both, I guess, necessarily what we were worth. And I think you get into that situation when it comes to safety. There's a position that, unless you're transcendent, right? And I think even, you know, as great as Harrison is, Harrison Smith is, he's not necessarily transcendent. You know, he's not Ed Reed. He's not Troy. Only those guys get paid like they're supposed to. Only those guys get paid money, and you're not really stressing or thinking about maybe I could go elsewhere. So when it comes to Harris, you know, they're going to have to look here to see what they can do in the draft but I don't necessarily know if he breaks the bank or gets the money. Yeah. He's going to feel his interception total of this year's work. Yeah, it might be, in my mind, for him, it might be a good idea to sign an extension with the team that likes him and that has seen him, even if he thinks his value might be higher somewhere else and he doesn't sign the franchise tag or uh, or he gets traded or something like that. It, it might just be a benefit to him to stay with the team that he already knows uh, where he fits and how he fits. Is there anybody uh, from the safeties in this draft class or even the corners that you want to mention that, that stick out to you? I don't know how much of a draft Nick you have become in between watching office uh, episodes, but uh, <laughs> it, from, from a uh, safeties perspective, is there somebody you like? You know, it's crazy. And, and I hate to do this because it's Minnesota, but there's a tweet of mine from maybe two weeks ago. I was going through, uh, some of the draft prospects, and it was Antoine Woodfield Jr. And it, it's funny, my son is a freshman at Arizona State, 
Uh, he plays corner for mm. Coach Herm, and he was home because of what's going on. And it was right. like midnight. And I shoot him a text, and I'm like, I need you to Google Antoine Woodfield Jr. I need to go watch his <laughs> highlight film. And, you know, and he's watching it, and he's texting me from his room. We're texting back and forth. Um, and I trained Grant Delpit. Um, I ran his virtual – I ran his pro day uh, this uh, past week, and he's obviously a great player. But I think if Antoine Winfield is two inches taller, if he's a little bit leaner, a little bit longer arms, we're talking about this guy in the top 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I sent out the tweet, it was funny. Tyron Matthew, who I'm close with, obviously the LSU ties, he retweets me and says, people are going to overthink it and not draft him, and the dude's going to be a two-time all-pro by the time he's 30. And I think that's, that's the feel you get from him. He's a, a football player. Uh, he has an innate ability to find the ball, uh, whether it's fumbles, forcing fumbles, scooping fumbles, interceptions, tackles for loss. And I think those are the type of players that end up being great players for your team because they play special teams, they can play safety, they can play dime, they can play nickel. So he's a guy I'm very excited about coming into this draft. And I just, you know, with him, watching him quite a bit, obviously, as a gopher, I, you just can't, like, find instincts, right? I mean, you can't really train instincts or teach them uh, where you could see he's just natural at everything he does. And, of course, his dad, you would have seen his dad playing. You guys were around the same era. Uh, was a, a great and severely underrated NFL player himself. And so we had Antoine on the, on the show just yesterday, and he comes across as one of the most mature and bright kids. You could sort of see it, like connect the dots. He's got his dad's you know, intelligence and toughness and athleticism. I, I'm with you, man. I mean, I, I feel the same way going like, is it because he's a gopher that we're kind of being homers here? But I don't think it is with him. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it is at all. And that was why it was one of those things. I actually, uh, when I sent out the tweet, he followed me. So I ended up just DMing him and just telling him, man, I love your game. Like, just keep doing, you know, what you're doing. Sometimes you feel like you're being overlooked or, or you're underrated. Um, but the way he plays, I think it's going to translate well to the next level, especially with the way offenses are moving to more spread, throwing mm-hmm. great tackler, great ball skills. He'll do a great job for some team. Yeah, is that is that different, by the way, with uh, a skill set where he can come up and play the slot corner if they need him to, and, and he's got you know really quick feet, and, and what he did at the Combine, I think, showed people just what a good athlete he is, and he's not just you know instincts and NFL bloodlines, but the versatility part, I'm really interested in this draft to see how many teams are looking for their Tyron Matthew prototype guy. Well, I think when you see a guy like Tyron, Tyron win a Super Bowl, right, and the effect that he's had on any defense, he's played for, there's gonna, it becomes a copycat league, right? Mm-hmm. We're seeing that with Lamar Jackson now. People are okay with finding quarterbacks that can run the football, and I think that'll be a piece of it too. But when you look around the league, you see guys like Buda Baker, even a Malcolm Jenkins, who I think kind of ushered in this era of nickel-dime safety, right. where you kind of do it all and play it all. He was a former corner. So that that's a spot that teams understand – that there is a, a value at, and he will fit perfectly into that. They'll obviously overthink it, and he may not go as <laughs> high as his numbers dictate, but whatever team he lands on, they'll understand what type of player he is and hopefully understand how to utilize him. 
Yeah, I mean, you would think uh, all these years doing all these drafts, teams would figure out that there are certain things just correlate to success. And your description of Antoine Winfield just sounds like a guy who, even at worst, is going to be a solid player because of the character that he brings to the field and then all the other parts of it. Um, Before I let you go, Ryan, it's been really awesome. Really appreciate uh, all the insight and the office talk as well. I'm just curious about you being uh, on TV now, what that's been like for you in that transition because you're on you know, uh, different shows and things like that on ESPN. I see you on Get Up and, and of course, follow you on Twitter. But, uh, you know, you play in the NFL for a long time and you have a certain sort of structure to your life and then you transition to a a, a very different one. And now you got to do what we do and come on and give hot takes all the time. Yeah, you know, at first it was was a little difficult in the sense that I'm not really – you know, like, if you look at my social media, I'm not, like, the selfie video guy. I'm not the hot take guy from the house. And so I kind of like to stay off the TV or out of out from in front of the camera as much as I possibly can. But I think when you're on, you owe it to people to be excited about having a great job. Mm-hmm. You yeah. owe it to people to study it, to put your heart into it, to actually know what you're talking about and give valuable information in your opinions. They're still your opinions. They're not necessarily right or wrong, but you want to have them based in fact. And so that's all I try to do. And more than anything, man, I think people forget that we're entertaining. <laughs> yeah, you right, know, I'm, right. I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to, every time I come on, I'm not trying to stat you to death, number you to death, because you can Google that. You know, the, the same way we talked about Antoine Winfield Jr., everybody knows about the interception numbers, but how does that play into the league? And I think that's our job as former players is to kind of give people a perspective of how we saw the game, how we see it now, how those things translate. And so it's been, it's been exciting. You know, you mentioned Get Up. It's cool to have a show like that where personality is important. And, you know, I continue to try to grow in this business, but it's one of those things that if it stops being fun for me, I think I'll just have to hang it up and do something else. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't mean to heap too much praise on you, Ryan, because you're a humble guy, but uh, from, from my perspective, I just thought it was such a great idea to bring on smart football players and have them explain football. It's, it's a complicated game and there's so many cliches in this game that you can really just wash away and break down. And there's an appetite for it with how much people love the NFL. So when Orlovsky's on the board or, or you and, Foxworth are fighting about something that's really in the weeds. I think people love it, and I think that's one of the reasons that the show has had so much success. So great job on that show, man. Oh, man, thank you so much, man. You have a great day. Yeah, for sure. Ryan Clark, 25, on Twitter. Thanks, Ryan. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.